We remain focused, and our goal still stands. By the end of 2014, Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street will have her own Funko. Take the time out. Sign our petition at www.ipetitions.com slash petition slash Funko for Nancy. All one word. And follow us on our official Funko for Nancy Twitter account at Funko, the number four, Nancy. You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Well, it's time to dust off the reissues because we're about to reissue episode 9. For some of the people that may have forgotten or have locked it out of their minds because they just don't like the reissues, reissues are basically our repeats. So today we will be reissuing episode 9, which we titled The One Before Ten. It's logical, it's a good title. Right, Phil? Uh, I, I think Phil may be still a little perturbed about the last reissue of episode 8. Why don't you take a sugar-frosted fuck at the end of my dick, Josh? Yes, I, I believe he is. Okay, um... Look at it this way, Phil. We reissued episode 8. It will not come back around again until... a long, long time from now. Not long enough, Josh. Okay, well, we're on episode 9 now. Are you happy? <laughs> Very. Okay. And this episode took place in the... Towards the end of spring of 2012, before summer, because we were talking about the upcoming slots of summer movies for 2012, such as Iron Man 3, I believe. Yeah, uh, that was uh, it at the time. Yeah, uh, let's see, also Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, Prometheus. Yeah, yeah, those uh, those are, were highly anticipated and uh, many uh, disappointing. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I like the Iron, the Iron no, Man. No, I'm not, I'm not, not Iron Man 3. The one that was disappointing for me was Prometheus. Yeah. Um, it's just that uh, all it was was a humongous setup for the next movie. I'm like, why don't you try making this movie good? And oh, it was long in the first place. I know, I know. It's a terrible thing to say about the late director, yeah. uh, Ridley Scott. But uh, I'm sorry, but Prometheus left me going, ah. Which a lot of our episodes do to our listeners. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So uh, here is episode 9 for your listening pleasure again. Hail Hydra. And this is Josh. And this is Phil. And welcome once again to Nowhere, California. Uh, yes, yes, I'm, uh, I'm now back and uh, uh, I'm feeling a whole lot better. Uh, I have uh, lowered my... Uh, uh, lowered my blood pressure <laughs> with some with some really good medication. And, uh, you dropped your therapy appointments two times a week, didn't you? Yes, I have. You know, I actually was suffering from post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, he, the, those nom flashbacks from that movie. Yeah, that there is not to be named. Right, he, he's never seen it before, and yeah, you shouldn't mention it because it 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 triggers something really negative. Okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm great to be back, and uh, not. Not agitated. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you're feeling comfortable enough to get into a movie discussion. You know, what? I, I I think I'm ready to get into it. Yes. Okay. Have you seen the trailer for the Dark Knight Rises? Oh. Okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, to me, it's looking great because I uh-huh. love that whole series. The Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and now the Dark Knight Rises. The whole this whole series has been amazing, and 
now we must close this chapter. The Nolan era of Batman movies have been pretty damn close to perfect. The Joel Schumacher ones still leave a lingering bad taste in the mouth, and the Tim Burton ones started it all. Hmm. With the Nolan series, he took Batman back to reality, and luckily with The Dark Knight, he brought in the Joker. Now, there was a long-standing rumor before this new one coming out that it was going to be Batman versus Joker, but unfortunately with passing of Heath Ledger, that was not going to happen. And as we look forward to this one, we have a new battle to look forward to. The Cape Crusader against the forces of Bane. What is known about this movie, Gotham is in the middle of a peaceful era, and Batman has vanished after taking the rap on the crimes of Harvey Dent. Then out of nowhere, Bane enters Gotham to turn the world upside down, forcing Bruce Wayne to re-enter the cave. As more information is slipping through the net on this movie, the cast is looking stellar, and I cannot wait to see Anne Hathaway's entrance as the newest Catwoman. The Dark Knight Rises is going to be an excellent close to the Nolan Batman series, and I can't wait to see who will be man or woman enough to step up into the director's shoes next. You know, the one real positive thing that um, I can really say about this, Josh, is I am glad that it is the last in the Nolan Batman series. Oh. Now, look, I, <clears throat> I I love Batman, Josh. I really do. I, the uh, past episodes we learned. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I adore Batman. I mean, The Dark Knight. You know, I am the Bat. You know, it doesn't get much better than that, but... Uh, for starters, what is it with this trailer? I mean, this feels to me to be a very underwhelming trailer. I mean, usually I'm thinking, you know, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's a superhero, it's a comic book movie. Shouldn't there be some balls to the walls, you know, action and shit like the, that? The imploding football field didn't do it for you? The imploding football uh, field was uh, stellar, but still I'm left going, meh, huh? What, what's up? And what is the deal with Batman? Batman. Actually, Batman. Not Christian Bale or Bruce Wayne. But Batman only shows up in the trailer three times, and it's really quick snips. You can miss him if you blink. Well, you already know it's a Batman movie, so they don't really exactly... They actually know how they do trailers where it's not jamming everything down your throat that you're going to see in this movie. Oh, okay, okay. I, I am all up for the legend of, uh, you know, the, the language of subtlety, but you're not supposed to be... Subtle with trailers. Trailers are supposed to are supposed to explode in your face and get in your to get your attention. If you notice the trailers for the past couple years, they kind of ruined some movies. I too. really think a little more Batman. I mean, I saw the nice little hover jet that they showed, and seriously, on on this one, I mean, the thing is, this one's not the only one that's done it. Batman Begins did it, and uh, The Dark Knight did it. All of Christopher Nolan's trailers have been very. Anticlimactic and underwhelming to me. You well, know. he's not an over-dramatized director, though, too. Oh, well, I understand that. Uh, you well, know. you're going to probably say the Tim Burton ones were the best. That's exactly what I'm going to say, yes. Oh. Okay, we're going to have some words, aren't we? Okay, oh, look, now look, Josh, uh, before I get on the subject of how awesome Burton's Batman era is, let's uh, talk, let, let, let's delve into Nolan here, okay? Okay. Um, Seriously, in the third movie of all the characters, I mean, we've got Riddler, we've got a whole bunch of things. I mean, uh, Bane. They cop up Bane. Why? Of all, Bane was the best thing they could think of. Well, you got to look at the the series of movies. Uh-huh. How o- the most overly dramatic, over the top character they have done has been the Joker, and that's the thing he always wanted to stay away from. Christopher Nolan, right? Is he did not want to jump back into that whole rubber nipped it, rubber rubber nippled. Bat suit era where is 
over the top. Well, uh, there's a way to to make the movie epic without having to go that far over the top. I'm just asking for a little more. You know, I mean, uh, the Batman. I mean, Batman's always been about action. I mean, that's why people watch it. You know, but this was a whole lot of exposition, and you lose people. I mean, I'm, you're not alone, Josh. A lot of people love the Nolan era. Okay. Um, a lot of people um, love the Nolan era, um, uh, but, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not one of them. I, uh, uh, I mean, my, my stance on it, I mean, seriously, that's, I mean, how do you feel about Bane? I mean, they changed, they transformed Bane. I mean, instead, yeah. of, instead of being, I mean, he's still a strong character, yeah. as in, you know, muscle strong. Uh, and breaks Batman, which makes him famous. But uh, what is the deal with him? Uh, he's not. They don't pump drugs into him. He's pumping painkillers into himself because he's like dying. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Even with the uh, the Schumacher, we will cover Schumacher momentarily. All right, all right. His version of Bane was it way was, over the top. It's, it sucked. It sucked. It I sucked. Admit, it, that that one sucked. But where's the La Luchadora? Thing. I mean, he's Mexican, he's intelligent, but strong. He's pumped up full of drugs and can break Batman. But this guy, he doesn't seem like somebody who can break Batman. I mean, he's... It's, it's going to be seen, though, because if you notice in the trailer, there's a scene where um, Commissioner Gordon is in the hospital. All right. And I have a feeling that's going to be the touch. Instead of having Bane break Batman's back, it, Gordon's going to get attacked, and that's going to cause Batman... To come out again. All right. Well, you know what? I will. Uh, I hope that the movie makes me eat my words, but I'm not going to see it in theaters. That's that's where I'm at. It right well, you're going to miss the fuck out. All right. On the dark night, when you mentioned perfection, I knew we were going to have some words, right? Like we just did. Yeah. Exactly. Now, look. I don't know who the bigger criminal is, Josh. I don't know if it's the director Chris Nolan or the screenwriter David S. Goyer, but I think the series is far from perfect. All right. Look, we have Goyer that I guess thought. Uh, okay, how can I shit all over this character? Oh, I know! Let's have Bruce Wayne actually carry a gun and consider killing the man that killed his parents. Now, that's not what Batman was about. Well, hold your thought there. Mm -hmm. He wasn't Batman at that time. Look, it doesn't matter, man. Even as Bruce Wayne, he never wielded a gun. He never wanted to wield a weapon that took his family from him. That was the thing that drove him. Now, look, it is the quintessential Batman rule, and they break it in the first 20 minutes of Batman Begins. You know, that kind of, you know, jacks it up for me. Now, look, Josh, okay, this series has some good qualities. Now, the one that comes to mind right now for me is the fact that, the Bat, uh, that Batman is sporting one of the best designed costumes I've ever seen. It's nice to no longer have, you know, the rubber nipples and on the Batsuit. But it still comes complete with a set of killer abs to it. No, well, you gotta you gotta have some uh, vanity in it. Well, I understand that, but this is just really, really pushing it. Now, look, I really oh now this is another thing that really brings my piss to a boil. I really hate that fucking monstrosity that they call the Batmobile. It's the reality factor. That's what Nolan brought into this whole series is a taste of reality. Reality factor, Josh, wake up! Look, as long as I've known. Batman has always been about stealth, you know, creeping up on the superstitious, cowardly lot that is the criminal, oh. the thug. He, he, he creeps up on him. He, he invokes terror because he's so stealthy and a ninja, he could strike at any time. Now tell me, Josh, 
I'm asking you. I'm asking you as a friend. Josh, how is Batman supposed to be stealthy when he's driving around in that motherfucking tank? He is pretty freaking stealthy in the entire movie series. He does get the jump on everybody, but yeah. also, too, yes, it is a tank. It is a big deal. It, to me, like I said, it brings the reality factor into it. But how can you honestly say the freaking Batmobile from the Tim Burton Schumacher areas was stealthy? That's not Schumacher. Now, Schumacher fucked it up, okay? I don't like that Batmobile. I'm talking about the Batmobile that's in Batman and Batman Returns, Tim Burton's creations, okay? Yeah. That was a stealthy vehicle. No, it wasn't. Dude, it moves like a jet. It's fast. Stealthy as in, what the hell is that? I didn't see a thing. That's exactly what it does. And that's With a big-ass flame coming out of the back of it? It doesn't matter what it rolls. Look, dude, the thing had shields. It was voice-controlled. That thing was sleek. The thing in It fucked up the road. And the fucking tank does it. The tank, the tank does more property damage than Tim Burton's Batmobile ever did. Because there's not a lot of property in Tim Burton's. The fuck, man, no! We're, we're, getting on a, we're getting on a spill here. Look, it is fine. The Batman... No, 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 it's not fine. The tank. The tank does not work. You know, it's supposed to be... Look... The, the, the Tim Burton's Batmobile can turn into a sleek little penis thing that slips through buildings. It doesn't get more subtle here. than that. <laughs> no, yeah. that's no subtlety there. It is, so it's a penis mobile. <laughs> but, you know, Bat, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman, he could still smile at you going, yeah, yeah. He could smile at you and he's like, yeah, I'll still kick your ass. I, I think we're stumbling into something here that's going to lead to more episodes. It probably is, but that's okay. We'll someday we will figure out and we will discuss who is the better Dark Knight, Adam West. You, he's okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess the let's see what movie you're looking forward to. All right. Okay. So I uh, say that the most anticipated movie, one of the most anticipated movies of 2012, is gonna have to be the event. Now I have enjoyed the movies uh, that have come out based on the Marvel superheroes. I mean, I'm not a fan. Of Marvel superheroes, I'm more of a DC kind of guy, but um, I have enjoyed uh, these movies. Not loved, enjoyed the ones that have come out. Now they're entertaining to watch, uh, but I'm not sure if Iron, if the Iron Man movies, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Captain America would have been big successes by themselves if the films were not a huge setup for the Avengers movie. Well, if you haven't noticed with the Hulk. The Hulk movies, there there has not been a successful Hulk movie, unfortunately. No, there hasn't. But the yeah. Incredible Hulk came close. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton was perfect. It was that angry monstrosity a couple years ago. That was no, 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 no. That was that was horrendous, and uh, everybody is trying to uh, forget about it. Yeah, but, in fact, but I wish they would have figured out something with Edward Norton. Not anything against Mark Ruffalo. Oh no. But I would have loved to see Edward Norton back as the Hulk. I would have loved that too, but there was some kind of contract issue. No, it was uh, no? creative issues. Creative issues. Oh, yeah. that's so the thing that always seems to loom with the Incredible Hulk. But sorry, go oh, back no, to no, what no. you were saying. No, though. that's fine, Josh. I mean, I, 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 I feel you there. Look, I, I mean, I know that that was the point of filming and releasing the movies in this manner. I think it was a wonderful marketing scheme. You know, and that's exactly what it is. Now, I mean, you can practically see Stan Lee. Winking to the audience in each of the individual films. It's coming. It's coming. You know, I use the term individual films lightly because none of these movies are trying to be their own movie. You know, save for maybe the first Iron Man. 
Iron Man comes the closest to being its own movie, but they crap all over that, uh, all over its individuality, when Nick Fury shows up at the very end of the credits. Uh, and then before the release of the second Iron Man, Tony Stark shows up at the end of The Incredible Hulk. And Captain America's shield can be seen in Iron Man 2, uh, which doesn't seem to make sense to me, because isn't it still with Iron... Uh, isn't it still with Captain America? You know, frozen somewhere? Anyway, I don't know. Uh, and then at the end of Iron Man 2, they show Thor's hammer at the end of the credits. Uh, then in Thor, both Archer and S.H.I.E.L.D. make an appearance at the uh, make an appearance. And at the end of the credits, Nick Fury shows up again. This time, showing one of the scientists a source of unlimited power that Loki wants to tap into. Then, the Red Skull uses that very same power source in Captain America. So, people have been anticipating this movie for four years. They did a good job setting up the dominoes. Now, all I can see is the payoff better be balls to the wall. Uh, better be balls to the wall awesome. Uh, or it could get real ugly, because as stated in earlier episodes, you don't want to piss off nerds. Exactly. When it comes to these Avenger movies, the build-up, it has been basically a four-year-old hand job, mm -hmm. and it better be the studios and everything better fucking swallow or not blow it on our chest. Exactly. So I mean, this will this will be the turning point. I mean, if uh, um, you know if this works, maybe we'll see a Justice League movie, yeah. which would be awesome. That's the whole thing. It has to work, or you'll never see a Justice yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. Everything is riding on this moment. But yeah. Oh, and uh, another big thing in 2013, uh, uh, David S. Goyer writer of the newer Batman films, is already doing a Batman reboot. Yeah. He's already written a script. And that just one year after the end, they're not even waiting for the iron to cool down. It may be set for 2013. Uh-huh. Until there's a director and star locked in, mm -hmm. you won't see shit. Good point. Good point. But that, okay, so that's just when he's going to turn in the paperwork? Yeah. Okay. Or he, but by then, too, he might go, you know what? Well, whichever works. I mean, it'll probably be. It'll probably depend on this one film. Yeah. But you know, that's what I was. You know, like st stating there. You know, I thought it was ridiculous when uh, they decided to revamp Spider-Man. So you know, fast. so so quick after the third one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, another movie I'm really looking forward to uh, this year uh, is Prometheus. That does look pretty damn good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Now it is a Ridley Scott film. Now, most people who hear, uh, people who hear Ridley Scott, they're, um, they immediately go to Alien. Yeah. Now, the funny I've never really been too big a fan of the Alien movie. No, no, neither have I, but you know what? My girlfriend loves it, and the thing is, it grows, everything that my girlfriend loves, it kind of grows on me. Yeah. Everything from My Little Ponies. I'm a brony. Yeah. Uh, proud, <laughs> proud, <laughs> proud brony. Anyway, the funny thing about this movie is that it was intended to be a prequel to Alien, and instead, Mr. Scott decided to go a different direction. Uh, now, however, the film uh, does take place in the same universe as Alien. So, in retrospect, it also takes place in the world of Predator, since those two franchises have already crossed over. Yeah, fucked each other over. Pretty much. The best incarnation of that has got to be the arcade game. Yeah. But, you know, I'm really curious to see well, exactly how does it fit into the Alien world. I mean, I'm curious about this movie because I'm left wondering if there are going to be any uh, indications in the film that the sh uh, that the show or the movie takes place in the same universe. 
I mean, is an alien going to make an appearance just out of nowhere? Um, are they the primary threat? Are they not the primary threat? And if they're not the primary threat, are they just going to show up, uh, you know, just out of the blue? I mean, the trailer gives no indication that it has anything to do with the Aliens universe. Uh, but that's only the first trailer. You know, the same could be said about the first trailer for Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Very underrated classic. I love that damn movie. It really is. It really takes you on a whole different journey. You know, you can't even find the original trailer anywhere. Really? No, you can't. I've looked on YouTube. I've looked practically everywhere, and I can't find it. But when the original trailer hit theaters, no one knew it had anything to do with Nightmare on Elm Street until Freddy popped up and said, Miss me? God, I love Freddy. Yeah. I love Robert England. <laughs> oh, God. You know, uh, who knows? Maybe someday he'll step into the reins. I mean, he always said the glove still fits. Yeah. But that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. But anyway, about Prometheus, we'll just have to wait and see where it ties. It's very true, and especially, it's a good thing that it, the idea that it's a prequel, possibly, even yeah. by even rumor alone that it's a prequel to Alien, at least Ridley Scott is in there, and he knows what he's doing with it. It's not some random director going, ooh, I'm going to be an homage to Alien. Yeah, you know, that's that actually does make me feel better, knowing that, you know, he's, um, that the original director does have his uh, hands into it, so... Is a good chance. I mean, it's like, hey, if it, you know, if it gets screwed up, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like, who's who's responsible for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Like I said, I loved it, but so many people hated yeah. it. Well, it's like recently Lucas just announced that he's retiring. He's done. He's going to turn in the script for uh, Indy Five, and that's it. And he, really, he has said the fanboys kind of caused him to do it. Oh my God, really? Yeah, and I don't blame the dude. Oh yeah, well, he could easily oh. just turn around. And be like, my final movie, I'm going to make Star Wars into a porno. <laughs> Just for all you fuckers. Oh, wow, 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 wow. And I'm going to make sure Luke and Han take it in the ass. <laughs> you know what? We're going to have to talk about that after this podcast is over. That's interesting. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, with Prometheus, it's kind of off that beaten path. And there's right. one movie I'm dying to see this year because oh. if people know me, they know I love weird movies. Yeah, I know you love weird movies. Yeah, weird. Some of them are shit. Yes, but weird. But where where, where are we going with this? Weird in general. The movie I'm looking forward to this year definitely is Abraham Lincoln. They're they're making a movie. Yes. Oh my god! You know, I saw the book at Target, uh, and I've been been meaning to pick it up. As soon as I saw the the book Uh on the shelves and saw the famous picture of Lincoln standing with his hands behind his back, and then on the back cover. It's the one hand's holding a decapitated decapitated vampire head, and then the other hand's holding an axe. I saw that. I was like, that's me. There is not a more awesome image in the world than that cover. Oh, yeah. I knew I had to read this damn book. Yeah. And as I read the book and got more into it and everything, and I was like, this one needs to be a movie. Yeah, (laughs) this is uh, spawning a whole new subgenre, kind of like the Pride and Prejudice uh, and Zombies. At least this movie got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies has kind of been a pre-production hell. Well, yeah, but you know the whole the whole zombies thing, you know. Yeah, but vampires. Oh god, can't go wrong with vampires unless it's Twilight. Especially if they are making them real vampires. Oh yes, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, no worries. Yeah. And this movie is supposed to go pretty much in line with the book, as President Lincoln's mother, when he was young, is killed by a supernatural creature, vampires. Sweet. Which fuels his passion to crush the vampires and their slave-owning helpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can guess it. The Civil War wasn't just between the North versus the South. It was the North versus the South and the vampire cohorts. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> also, as the book takes actual Lincoln quotes and uses them with a different spin, 
this one, this movie is being shot exactly like a bio movie with a great twist that can only come from this original of a source. You know what? I'm really glad we're finally seeing eye to eye on something because it gets exhausting competing with you. No. Uh, but, you know, no, I really, I have to agree with you there. That is really awesome. That's a new spin, a new take. Um, you, you've taken a historical figure and stuff that did actually happen. And one thing that our world is really big in, especially our government, is cover-ups. Oh, yeah. And I can really see a cover-up going, you know, that far back. It's a weird, it's a weird twist. That the South was actually, uh, yeah. the slave owners and the plantation owners were just helping out. Yeah, they were ghouls and they were working with vampires. Yeah, they were or, ghouls. Or familiars, familiars. Yeah, they were just familiars with vampires, letting the vampires do what they want. Yeah, and that, to me, just kicks massive amounts of ass. Oh, yeah, and it's going to kick a massive amount of ass. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw, saw like, uh, I think, uh, what was it, like a little, little production uh, cells of it, you know, they actually have them at the Gettysburg oh, yeah. or something like that. Oh yeah, they have a. Mm-hmm. I seen a picture with Abraham Lincoln just standing there with an axe in his hand, and you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be badass. So who's who's playing? Uh, it's just nobody. It's not a big name. Well, good for him. Yeah, well, I hope this puts him on the map because I and I hope it's done right. You know, because oh, nobody's yes. books are so much better, and uh, I feel the same way about the the film uh, Robo Apocalypse. Oh yeah, uh, love the book. Uh, hope the um, hope the movie will be good. Yeah, well, that's what we can only hope for with any of the movies. We oh, absolutely, discuss. absolutely. And that concludes this episode, episode nine, actually. Uh, yeah. Nowhere. We're beginning of March. We're going to be hitting episode ten. Hard to believe, huh? And we actually done this. Shit. <laughs> and as every episode has ended with us, there's always the game. Yes, and what is the name of the stupid game, Josh? Silly-ass acronyms, if you haven't forgotten yet. Yes, please. So, Josh, I do believe it is your turn. What do we have? PBS. All right, sir, I think it would be fitting if you started it off. Okay. Prominent, bulge, sexy. People-blanking sheep. Penicillin brings syphilis. Pricks, boobs, and shit. Penis, balls, and shaft. Pimples bopping. <laughs> Pimps, bitches, and salamanders. <laughs> Ponies blinking shepherds. Pop the bong is singing. Pants blasting shit. Piss ball shit! That's what you swear when you uh, accidentally get a gutter ball. Uh. <laughs> Pills bring sympathy. You know what, and on that note, I think that's a good one. Okay, deal with it. All right. Thank you very much for joining us in Nowhere, California. We hope to see you again. Back.